0: Hey, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark.
1: And I'm Mark Scarborough, and together with Bruce, we have written a total of 41 books. That's (laughs) impossible to believe. I bet you didn't know Bruce wrote two knitting books Mm. in addition to all our cookery books. He wrote a cocktail book before we ever hitched up together. And I wrote a memoir bookmarked about my life in the great works of Western literature. Wow, it is is crazy. So we are now in our food and cooking podcast. We've got a one-minute cooking tip. We're going to do a taste test of brownie mixes. I laughed because I couldn't figure out how to get out of that introduction. Did you hear that? <laughs> a taste test of brownie mixes. Bruce has made a ton, five different brownie mixes, and we're going to taste them on air and see what we think about them, and then we're going to to tell you what's making us happy besides brownies in food this week.
0: Today's one-minute cooking tip is all about potatoes. Are you making potato salad or mashed potatoes or any other dish that what's requires that you... is it What well, well, potato salad? Why not? Oh, I, I love potato salad I, in the winter. I oh, do, do go on. Well, if you're making anything that requires boiled potatoes. Cut them into pieces before boiling them. I know it sounds obvious, (laughs) but you would not believe how many people in our cooking demos and classes say, why does it take so long to cook potatoes when they're putting them in the water? Whole.
1: It's true. It's absolutely true.
0: <laughs> if you cut potatoes up into smaller pieces, they, they cook, cook
1: more faster. quickly. Oh, I know. <laughs> but you can't believe how many cooking classes we've been in where people have dropped an entire baked potato in a pot and brought it to a boil. And
0: complains that it takes so long.
1: And it's kind of amazing. Yes, indeed. Cut them into smaller bits. And just so you know, the smaller you cut them, A, the more starch they leach into the water, and B, the quicker they cook. So if you don't want dry potatoes don't cut them into little tiny bits otherwise they leach a lot of starch out into the water okay that seems like a good cooking tip all about potatoes we know all about potatoes don't we we,
0: we wrote a book the ultimate potato book we did. And we have been
1: spokespeople for potato boards and all that kind of thing do you well, know there's
0: a difference between the u.s potato board <laughs> And the American Potato Board. yeah, And, and you, the Idaho Potato
1: Board. And do you know they all don't speak to each oh, other? Oh, no, they hate each other. And do you know that they're all Mormons? So, <laughs> well, I learned that. <laughs> so there you go. That's uh, what we can say tell you about potatoes in the U.S. Uh, let's move on. We have got a taste test of brownie mixes up next. This is going to be wild. We're going to taste them live on air. So let's get to it.
0: I baked these last night, so they've all had the same amount of time to cool and stale out or whatever they're going to do together. <laughs> stale out. Well, it's not like I want to – I didn't want to <laughs> bake one yesterday and some this morning. I baked I know, them all at the I same know, I time. get it. They I, do collapse.
1: They do condense they and collapse.
0: And I baked them all in nine-inch square pans because every one of these box mix said you could do a nine-by-thirteen – or a 9 by 9 or an 8 by 8
1: Isn't that interesting? Wait a minute. The box mixes mm-hmm. say you can use a variety of pans? And they
0: give you the different temperature of your oven and the different cooking time, depending upon what you're doing. Wow. Okay, so,
1: so that's I, uh, that's how long it's been since I made a boxed <laughs> brownie mix. So
0: I followed the instructions on the back of each box for a 9 by 9 and I tried to keep the flavor variety the same or as close as I could when I bought them. So we are going to start with Pillsbury. Chocolate fudge. Okay. Now, now all of these brownies. I just want to say, I'm pulling it off. You pull I'm it gonna... off. I'm going to talk in a minute because the mixes all require one or two eggs. They all required anywhere from half to two thirds of a cup oil. They all called for a little bit of water. And yes, you can play with those things but i didn't i followed it exactly uh
1: so i pulled it off it's very very dark colored um it has the traditional crackly crust i haven't touched it yet Uh, eaten it and i have to say that just looking at it it appears though it says what fudge brownies chocolate fudge these appear to be pretty cakey so let's see i'm eating my own um well, that's not fudgy. Okay. So that was the Pillsbury chocolate fudge. And here's my take on it. That my initial reaction in my head is candy. That's my initial reaction Very is sweet. that I taste candy. I'm not tasting brownie. I'm tasting candy.
0: It had you know what? The chocolate is not super intense. It no. almost I'm taking your candy theme and running with it. I feel like I've eaten a tootsie roll.
1: Yeah, except except darker chocolate. There is more chocolate to it than that.
0: But there's a Tootsie Roll flavor afterwards, after I swallowed it
1: there's a there's a huge difference and you probably know this already if you're listening to us long enough but you probably know there's a huge difference in cocoa powder and chocolate in what mm. the final tastes are like in mm-hmm. baking and um, this definitely is more cocoa powder even though it says fudge to me yeah it has that the same thing that you know if I made hot chocolate with cocoa powder it has that quality of taste to it except it's really sweet it's I mean so
0: sweet wow. and the sugar is overwhelming the chocolate. And I so what not, would happen
1: if you made it in a 9, uh, nine by 13 They would
0: be thinner yeah. and maybe a little more caramelized because they would burn I a little wonder, bit. I, I wonder
1: about that. Mm. I wonder if that's a part of what happens. Okay,
0: well so let's let's not belabor the point and move on down. What's the next one? The next one is Betty Crocker's dark chocolate. And the funny thing is these are a little darker in color, but not are. terribly dark. And
1: when I just, I just hunked off a corner of it. We're literally pawing this with our fingers. Yeah, but
0: we're both eating corner pieces. Because we, I mean, <laughs> we're not
1: Heathen. We eat the corners. Um, so, <laughs> so It's got a crackly top. I like that. It does. It doesn't have as much of a crackly top as the Pillsbury did. And uh, it looks moister to the eye. Oh, there's that word. Everyone hates mm. moist. But it does look like it's wetter to the eye. If it's no. possible,
0: less chocolate flavor.
1: And less sweet. Okay, so this is the Betty Crocker dog chocolate. It is definitely less sweet. Yep, but definitely. also
0: less chocolatey. So interesting, but I like it better.
1: I like the texture. Yeah.
0: It has a, it, it, when I put it in my
1: mouth, oh, this is going to be gross. Now (laughs) we're going to gross you out on here. When I put it in my mouth, it instantly balled up.
0: (laughs) Oh, you made a bolus. I did make a bolus bolus of chocolate. Do
1: you know that's the technical term for the wad of food in your mouth before you swallow it? So, um, the, we worry about boli. Is it boli? Boluses? (laughs) I don't know. We worry about those as cookbook writers. Anyway, um, it definitely has that feel. Do <laughs> it. I don't want to tell you how we worry about them. It has that feel of balling up a bit mm. in my mouth. It was interesting. The other one, the the Pillsbury tended to more fall apart like cake in my mouth. This one tended to roll forward.
0: It did. It, it almost did like what happens with Wonder Bread, where you can mush it into yeah, it a ball. Did.
1: It absolutely did. What's really 100%.
0: fascinating is I'm looking at this cutting board at the array of thin, long slices. It's like a color chart, right? It's all right sort of so like now different what? Colors. So now this is a much lighter color. This is Duncan Hines Chewy Fudge. And interestingly enough, the color of it is a lot lighter. It looks like milk chocolate now, on the top.
1: For my money, for my dollar, this has the most crackly top to it of mm. all of them. And Duncan Hines, I swear this is what my mom made when I was a kid, it also looks the least... I'm not going to use that word again that everyone hates, (laughs) the M word. I'm going to say it looks the least wet inside when I pulled Mm -hmm. off the piece. Again, we are pawing this with our fingers. It's ridiculous.
0: I actually think this one is good. It has
1: more chocolate. It's my childhood.
0: It has more chocolate than the Betty Crocker did, than the previous one. But also less sweet than the Pillsbury.
1: I don't know how they do this. I'm sure it's a chemical thing because it's dried yeah. or it's dried vanilla. Yeah. But it has a vanilla aftertaste to yeah. it.
0: And looking at the color, because it's a lighter chocolate, my guess is that this is not Dutched cocoa. Regular cocoa powder right. is a light Chocolatey color when right. they use Dutch cocoa, where they add an alkali to it, it gets very dark, and that's what yep. gives like Oreos their darkness. Yeah, is Dutch cocoa. And yep. my guess is that this black, is not that
1: almost black. Mess.
0: The color of this tells me it's not Dutch cocoa. But I so far, what I like about this is that I have a little more chocolate than the first one in the Pillsbury, but less sweet, which is good. Yeah, so it was I'm good. so far of the three, yeah. I like this. I, one.
1: I mean, listen, you know, everybody, of course, loves to put. Ice cream on brownies, mm-hmm. and the the for me the Pillsbury is too sweet for ice cream. This one it's would be the, too sweet for anything. The right one to put ice. The so far the Duncan Hines is the right one to put. And what, and what Duncan Hines is it again? Chewy fudge. And I didn't get all that chewiness out mm-hmm. of it. I wonder. Now you made these with oil. I wonder if we had run in like my mother used to and substituted melted butter yep. if we get a little more chewiness. You
0: can do that, it. but I was trying to follow you know what they say on it.
1: Right. It. My mother always substituted melted butter for the oil in the box recipes and i want to say that someone we posted a couple weeks ago that we were doing this as a podcast and someone posted online and said that they substitute chocolate syrup for the water or sometimes butterscotch ice cream (laughs) topping thinned out for the water that would be too
0: sweet that would
1: make it very sweet but she did say that made it chewier or it hmm. changed the texture and it
0: would well it's interesting when i think about the fact that I added water to all these, and I think about the interview I did with Philip Corey a few weeks ago, who is the head pastry chef at Harrods of London.
1: Oh, that was a fabulous episode.
0: Now, here we are making box brownie mixes, and there I was talking to the head pastry chef at Harrods.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> but what he said... <laughs> we have
1: a s- wide range.
0: But what he said when I asked him about using, you know, milk alternatives, because he does a lot of vegan baking, was he said, you know, the liquid in cakes and bakes, for the most part can just be water. All you really need is water. He said, we add milks, we add oat milk, we add dairy milk, we add almond milk to give it a little other flavor, a little richer mouthfeel, but water works in baking. Well, So
1: it was interesting. True enough for that, I suppose. I have to say, before we go back to tasting brownies, that since Bruce had Philip Corey on, Bruce has made the vegan tahini chocolate cookies from his book, and they are Unbelievable. (laughs) Go buy that book, A New Way to (laughs) Bake, just to get that recipe for the vegan tahini
0: chocolate cookies.
1: They are over the top. Okay, so we're moving on in our testing. So we've done um, Pillsbury. We've done Betty Crocker. We've done Duncan Hines. And now what are we moving on to?
0: Ghirardelli. Oh. And these are the darkest. These are almost black. And this is Ghirardelli dark chocolate. These have little bits of chocolate chips in them. Oh, my gosh. This right. is the chocolate yes
1: without a doubt this is cho- I know I'm eating chocolate.
0: Mhm. To be fair there are some little mini chocolate chips in this so I am getting bites of real chocolate as well. It's
1: also back to be it is sweeter mm-hmm. than the Duncan Hines or the Betty Crocker was. Mm-hmm. But there is so much chocolate flavor that the sweetness is balanced a little bit better, I think, in it. It's drier. and You know, again, I'm not a heathen, so I eat the edges. Only heathens eat the middle of brownies, just may I say, having offended all of you. Um, So I eat the edges. And this one, because it's got more chocolate in it, has, I don't want to say burned a bit, but it's gotten crunchy on the edge.
0: Well, the interesting thing about this is... All the boxes say to bake anywhere between 22 and 32 minutes. These Ghirardelli said to bake 45 minutes. Well,
1: that's then why it's also crunchier mm-hmm. and drier.
0: That they're particularly wanting you to have this flavor.
1: Well, for my money, that's the best chocolate flavor of mm-hmm. the bunch.
0: Okay, and what's the last one? The we're last one with? is an outlier. It's Kodiak. And Kodiak was a brand I saw at the supermarket, and their flavor here is chocolate fudge. It's a whole grain brownie. Oh okay all right and their recipe on the box said call for butter but said you can all you can substitute oil and even a little yogurt or applesauce. So I did that so that they were all made with oil so we knew the differences that were you know so we knew that it was on the same playing field.
1: okay so it's made I've already eaten my bite. Bruce is still talking and this is our relationship in a nutshell I've eaten my bite and he's still talking. Um, the, the um, it's drier and. Fair. You, you would expect it to be drier. Oh, I'm not fadding. Uh, well, just let me finish. So it's drier, and you would expect that with the whole wheat ingredients and all that kind of stuff. But I kind of, it has a bready quality to it because of the whole wheat. And I kind of like, I will admit, if you were looking for a very standard U.S. Canadian brownie, this would not fit your bill. But it does kind of fit my bill because I like that bready taste mm. it's got in it.
0: I'm still swallowing. It's kind of dry, so it's hard to swallow. It is dry. It
1: is with, Without a doubt, the Kodiak is the driest of the whole board in front of
0: us. What I think is this, to me, is almost like a chocolate quick bread, as you said, a bread. Or even, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like a, I can imagine making a chocolate layer cake with a very, very rich, creamy chocolate icing and using this as See, my cake. You're wanting, to,
1: you're wanting to fat it back up because mm, the whole wheat. Yeah. So you're wanting to put a buttercream on it's it. It's not only something. whole
0: wheat, it's whole grain oats too.
1: Yeah, and I actually, again, but, okay, this is a, a, a confession on Mark's part. I actually like the taste of whole wheat bread way more than white bread. So I'm drawn to this taste. And if you're drawn to a whole wheat taste, this Kodiak is a really good alternative and doesn't it claim to be really high in protein or this something? This is also
0: high in protein. They have some extra protein added into yeah, the mix. Yeah. and so you know, I guess it's a
1: an allegedly healthier alternative. This is calorie in, calorie out, <laughs> but it's an allegedly
0: healthier alternative.
1: For my money, if I had to say what mm. I was going with on the board, mm-hmm. I would go with the Gyridot. Yeah,
0: me too. If, if I'm ever making box brownies again, you're getting Ghirardelli. Your
1: yeah, I, that's where I would land because it seemed the best. I also may uh, just say I liked the Duncan Hines a lot and because it reminded me of my childhood. It's so much what my mom would make, yep. except, again, she would make it with butter, not oil. And I, it just tasted like what I'd come home from school and there'd be brownies on the stove and I'd get to eat a brownie corner. Corner! Corner, because I'm not a heathen. A <laughs> corner of the brownies. And it. Tasted like that, so it was, that was very nostalgic for me.
0: Mm. My mom never baked anything, so uh, the only nostalgia I have is that I would buy brownies. And <laughs> okay, uh... <laughs> all
1: right, all right, yeah. And I didn't grow up in fancy New York City, so uh, the brownies <laughs> that I would have bought would have been at Safeway. So mom made brownies, and my grandmother only made brownies from scratch. Of my mother she made did. them from a mix of course. because, of course, I was born and raised in the convenience 60s and 70s so my mom made them from a mix the Duncan Hines it has an nostalgia for me the Ghirardelli is the best Uh, For me, the loser is the Pillsbury.
0: It's too uh, sweet. Way, way, way too sweet. And not enough chocolate. It's too sweet.
1: Well, there's our brownie taste test. We would love to know what you think about box mix brownies or if there's a kind that you love and we didn't try. If you want to drop us a note about that, you can find us on our Facebook group, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. Or you can find us on our website, bruceandmark.com. You can drop us a note about a brownie mix that you like, and we will try another. round on the air with listener favorites so Mm. give us a give us a ring give us a buzz drop us a line i sound really old don't i give us a ring on
0: the air too yeah on the air
1: (laughs) oh my gosh how on a streaming service (laughs) on the air hello tp folks out in tv oh i didn't see you there (laughs) when did you come in (laughs) i don't even think our listeners are old enough to know that that was a thing that that it was this thing that you walked into people's living rooms on TV and they would say literally oh hello I didn't see you there (laughs) I don't think our listeners probably are even as old as we are anyway yes we're very old so um, (laughs) the very old people like Ghirardelli so there you go there's our chocolate brownie taste test we'd love to know more from you and as is traditional let's finish up with what's making us happy in food this week So what's making me happy in food this week is that we recently spent a weekend in the Finger Lakes in New York and we went to some wineries in the Finger Lakes in New York and actually did some tasting and we did a big fancy tasting at Silverthread Winery and not on their dollar on my dollar <laughs> we're not sponsored by Phil Silverthread and we didn't we they didn't and we didn't get this for free we're not ridiculous influencers oh my gosh we did pass one influencer shooting a video it it made me laugh so hard i could i couldn't sit still in the car but we actually went to Silverthread and we tasted their rieslings specifically and we actually bought a case of one of their rieslings so what's making me happy is in food this week are Finger Lakes reed slings. They were quite delicious. I like the drier rather than the sweeter. Always see there I am back to my dark chocolate self. I like the drier better than the sweeter, and it was fun. I had a lot of fun. I had never been. It's hard to believe, but I'd never been to the Finger Lakes, and I had never been to Seneca Lake or any of the Finger Lakes before. And so there we were. Going around Seneca Lake.
0: Well, I'd been to Ithaca before as a kid. Uh, my cousin went to Cornell, and so I spent time with them. But it was my first time back there too. And quite honestly, what we did before that wine tasting is what made me happy in food this week, and it's all about fry food. We had a fry bar lunch that we don't do it very often, but boy, did that make me happy. We went into this place with our friend Ruth in Watkins, and, in, New York, just and, outside and, of the yeah, Glen. Watkins Glen. We had fried calamari, we had fried cauliflower, we had battered fried pickles, we had (laughs) deep fried. Chicken wings. I think I'm missing something. I think was... there was a
1: cardiologist office just next door to this restaurant, so,
0: and it was probably connected. It was just all that fried food, and then we went to the wine tasting. And it was, <laughs> yeah, that, that and that's a day. <laughs> so that it
1: was. It was a lot of fun, and I can really recommend Finger Lakes Wineries as just a really fun thing to do on mm-hmm. a long weekend. If you ever want to take a long weekend to upstate New York, and we were there super off season, yep. super super the leaves down, no no tourists really around, and it was nice. We had the place to ourselves, which made it even nicer in my books. Okay, that's our podcast for this week on Cooking with Bruce and Mark. We asked that if you could, if you would subscribe to this podcast, if you would rate it, do those things, please, to help us in the analytics. We certainly appreciate it. We are unsupported as a podcast and choose to be that way. So your support for us would be to give us a rating or even a comment. Thanks for listening to us. And just by the way... We do have a newsletter. It comes out mm, every two to three weeks. You can sign up for that newsletter on our website, bruceandmark.com. I will not collect your email nor ever know who you are. You can unsubscribe at any moment. The recipes that get made on this podcast get dropped into that newsletter, as well as a lot more about life, about knitting, about all kinds of things that go on uh, to the side of this podcast.
0: And please go to our Facebook group, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. Tell us there what's making you happy in food this week. And I'm going to post a picture of this very cutting board with the five strips of brownies that we've been picking at. So you can see that we actually did taste these brownies here on Cooking with Bruce and Mark.